millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted. Welcome again. My name is Todd Nettleton. Sometimes you hear a dramatic story of how the Lord worked in a miraculous way, but you don't always hear what happens years later when life gets back to normal or at least to a new normal. Shemsa Aiden and Gracia Burnham both have very moving stories. Each of them went through a great loss while in ministry. Their husbands were killed while serving as gospel workers, and the Lord supernaturally gave both of them the ability to forgive their husbands' murderers. But is the Lord still taking care of them years later? Is he still at work as they have bills to pay and children to raise? Last week, I talked with both of these women, and the answer was a resounding yes. The Lord's grace is perfect day after day for them, just like it is for you and for me. Both Shemsa and Gracia have talked about the honor of suffering for Christ. Now, a lot of us may have trouble viewing suffering as an honor, and I asked Shemsa and Gracia for insight. What do they mean when they talk about the privilege of going through difficulty for Jesus' sake. In the Bible, even saying like um, God gave you privilege to suffer for him, not only to believe in Christ, but to suffer for him. When he uh, released from the jail, uh, we were talking with my husband, how far we're going to keep going with Holy Spirit to share the gospel because our baby was coming and um, we thought like we should protect our family because we have family now. But Holy Spirit remind me, Peter, when he said to Jesus, no, Lord, don't go to the cross. And Jesus rebuked Peter. He said, your idea, flesh and Satan idea, go behind me. Mm-hmm. And God was rebuking our flesh idea. And we said, until we die, we will serve Christ with Holy Spirit strength uh, to not hold back. Even that, we didn't know we're going to die because Turkey, light Muslim uh, place. But when it happened, God was uh, preparing our heart, even we didn't know. You don't have to be showing up and saying, I will die for Christ. If you say that, maybe you will struggle to die for Christ. (laughs) Nijadi, he never said, I will die for Christ. But uh, I know from the murderer, when they talk uh, about him, they were witnessing how they are faithful until death. Wow. And they were not shaking or doubting to uh, not be faithful. And even the murder from their mouth, they said they are faithful because they tried to convert them and leave, uh, make them leave Christ. And I didn't know how to handle this. I was not ready. I didn't know I'm going to lose my husband, forsake Jesus. But again, Holy Spirit... Uh, told me how much worthy to honor God with our our death because I was 
asking uh, God to bring Najati back in the morgue. I said, in Jesus' name, come back because I need him because I, only I have him. My family and his family not supporting my faith or my life. But Holy Spirit again talked with me in my heart and he said, are you sure do you want to put all this honor and glory to God beside and have your husband for a while for your happiness? Is your happiness more worthy, more important than God's glory? Mm-hmm. And wow. I said, Amen. I said, okay, Lord, you are right. And mm-hmm. I sacrificed my happiness. Uh-huh. You gave your husband as a gift to Christ, and yeah. you're not going to take that gift back. Yeah. You want to offer that and Completely. for him to receive it. Yeah. What about you, Gracia? What would you say about the honor? Well, I love those verses, um, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And I always wondered what those verses even really meant until I suffered for the sake of the gospel. A small suffering, true, but it's almost like there's a fellowship in Christ's suffering. And it's like you suddenly understand more fully what Christ did for us when he suffered for us. And I've always counted it a privilege that I've been able to suffer for his sake because not everybody gets to say that. Um, You know, we all suffer for one reason or another, but maybe not for the sake of the gospel. And I think that's a special thing and kind of claim it as that maybe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that I, and that's biblical, as you mentioned, Shamsa. You know, they it, it's an honor. That's the way yeah. the Bible describes it. it is uh, it's a compliment from God that you were allowed mm, amen. to suffer in this way and and to mm-hmm. offer that sacrifice. So, uh, it is. It's it's a hard thing for us to understand. Uh, it's not a it's not a line we all want to get in and say, "Hey, I want to go in the suffering line," yeah. but. I love to hear the spirit come out of of your words that no no this is true it really is an honor I mm-hmm. I feel that I've lived that and mm-hmm. so are are there particular things that you you really want your kids to remember or or understand about their dads are there are there stories that you tell again and again and again just to make sure they know and Gracia, in your case, now it's grandkids. Are mm. there what are the those qualities or those stories that you you want to make sure mm. get get passed along to the next generation? Yeah, I always remind my children of um, their father was a real giver. Um, Martin would give the shirt off his back <laughs> to the beggar at the gate, and I always re- want my kids to remember that their dad was a giver. I remember my daughter in eighth grade had a project, and I don't know if all eighth graders do this, but the uh, the school let them pick an imaginary career, and they got an imaginary, you like know, a salary, salary yeah. a salary, and then they bought an imaginary car and, <laughs> and house, and they paid for the car, and they paid for the house, and at the end of the year, after all the bills were paid, they took a big vacation, and they choose where to go. And I was helping Mindy with her class, and all of a sudden I said, oh, Mindy, something's dreadfully wrong here. And she said, Mom, Mom, what did I do? And I said, Mindy, there is no place on this sheet for giving at all. 
She, I said, we are a giving family. Give and it shall be given you. Amen. Pressed down, shaken together, uh, overflowing. I said, there has got to be giving on this. And she said, wow, what if I get in trouble? So um, she made a column for giving. And then when she went on her vacation, she went somewhere and donated a big donation to an orphanage in that country. And <laughs> I, I want her to remember that their dad gave and all the kids are big givers. They That's great. They give and that's that just really makes me happy. That that heritage is yeah. is, is, is passing on <laughs> to the next generation. Shamsa, what about you? What what are the things about Najati that you you want Esther and Elisha to remember and know? Because they they were very young. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they don't have as much memories as gracious kids do. Exactly. Uh, just I tell them the truth. He was ordinary person, and and in our marriage we were fighting sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are ordinary people, mm-hmm. but the good point even with uh, they not know him very well. When he after he died in the first funeral, Elisha he came up. I told him to honor his dad and go uh, to speak something about him. But he said, you know, my dad and uh, Ur Amja and Tilman Amja was a friend of Jesus, and we have to be like that. Wow. He was seven. Seven Aww. years old. Just seven, and I didn't prepare him at all. My dad was a friend of Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have to be like that. He, They mm-hmm. die for him, and we have to die for uh, Jesus also, he said. And I'm so glad even I didn't teach them a lot about the memory, but they know Jesus, friend of uh-huh. God, friend wow. of Jesus. And he loved Jesus uh, not as servant, as a, his son. And he, they know their dad will not uh, regret to die for Christ if he come and right. ask him. Right. Would you like to be in that office to die for Jesus again? What you did, you will do again? He will do again. They know that, even without my teaching. Mm-hmm. Amen. And this is the important things. May they learn from his life to love Jesus and be friend of him. Amen. Yeah. In both of your cases, God has opened new doors for ministry since your husbands died. Maybe, I think, for both of you, things you never thought you'd be doing, <laughs> uh, and yet God has opened yours. You're you're sharing the story. You're encouraging people. Um, talk about what your ministry looks like today. Well, I travel and speak a lot. I, I don't love packing the bag. I do like visiting with people and telling the story because there's always someone in the audience who prayed for us, and and I always get to say thank you. A verse that meant a lot to Martin and I during ministry was, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So sometimes our labor looks weird, like sitting in a in in an airport all day with <laughs> delayed flights. I've, I've and you know what? Your labor's not in vain in the Lord. Whatever you're doing, packing the bag or... Uh, missing the family event again and because you're going to be out of town. That labor is not in vain in the Lord. So be unmovable. Don't let anyone uh, talk you out of that trip. 
Just be steadfast. And I've seen this at VOM conferences. People want to come up and talk to you. They want to tell you, we prayed for you guys in the jungle. Mm. They want to give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? When, when those people come up after you talk and say, man, we prayed for you. I love hearing that. Because every time they prayed for us, we needed it. The audience, (laughs) if you prayed for us, we needed it. And I always just love to give them a hug and and thank them. The other thing I hear a lot, Todd, when I speak is people are willing to share their hardship with Mm -hmm. me because they know I've suffered. And whatever they're going through, they're happy to share it with me. And I love that, too, because they know if God did that for her, God can do that for me. And that's why telling stories, that's why Mm -hmm. your show is so important. People are hearing stories of what a mighty God can do when you're at your lowest. So, um, yeah, that always encourages me to be the last one out of the church. Listen to that last person who wants to visit I'm so happy to do that. And you're meeting all these brothers and sisters in yeah. Christ that you didn't even know you had. That's amazing. Shemsa, what, what does your ministry look like today? In the beginning, after I come to Jesus, God gave me the uh, evangelist gift to share the gospel with people. And it's continued. This calling it never ends and not depend on my husband. It was so awesome to work with my husband because he was have same pa- passion and same sacrificial heart for the kingdom of Jesus. And this is my charge, you know, like it recharge me. If I don't work, I feel like I'm not alive. I feel dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> of course, for my children, overwhelming sometimes. Like for Esther, it was hard to see in my home hosting Muslim women. And one day she said, Mom, why are you well, you opened the door wide for them, like they killed my, uh, my dad, you know. I told her, your dad was one of them. He come from them. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus loved them, and I love them too. And I want to uh, do God's job. It's make me happy because. And I'm independent missionary, and I like to reach the woman, uh, steering countries mm-hmm. woman. And God gave me uh, some people to reach. And of course, sometimes they don't like me because my story is so much challenging for them. But when they see I love them, really, even if they not come to Jesus, still I'm there for them. They mm-hmm. get relaxed and they uh, start to react with love toward me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing missionary things. and But this is like not job for me. This is to live to live uh, just the purpose I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a passion. Yes. And I share my story sometime. Uh, and this is like for me to share my story. Um, we glorify God. This is God's story in my life. Otherwise, I don't have anything to tell about myself. And I don't want to bury that treasure because mm-hmm. this this is faith heritage for all of us, not mm-hmm. for me only, for all of us. And we should um, put it up for Christ and f- to encourage his people to see he is faithful, uh, e- even in our death. And he is good father. He is taking care of the widows and he is our strength. We don't have to um, be worried how we can be faithful until death, you know. Mm-hmm. He will do that. 
in Amen. us. Amen. Yeah. That's good. The last question I have is uh, about prayer. We always on Voice of the Martyrs Radio try to equip our listeners to pray. Uh, and I'm thinking based on your experiences. I I was actually thinking as, as I was preparing for this uh, of a Christian in India last year. His name was Kande Munda. He was martyred in 2020 in India. He left behind a wife and two very young children. I think they were one and three when their father was killed. You've both been through that experience of losing a husband, of now raising children on your own. How can we pray for the wife of Kande Munda and so many other spouses who are now single because of their spouse's faith. How how would you pray for this lady? And so we can kind of learn from you having been through that experience. Yeah, I'm really thankful to God and uh, for his people because they prayed for us and mm-hmm. they support us financially. And I feel spoiled, which is good for me. I'm not complaining about it at all. <laughs> but some brother and sister, they suffering alone and they not have enough money. They not have uh, people to pray for them because they not know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they get known through YM, of course. Uh, but all about this, um, really, we should pray for people who is suffering for sake Jesus to keep the faith, you know, mm-hmm. to keep the faith even they are alone, even they are betrayed, even they are suffering financially, to look at Jesus and see he is enough. Amen. It's Amen. not easy, but possible with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they not kept the faith and have whole the world, what are they going to gain? Mm-hmm. Same for me. It's that word for me too. I love to pray for people the way I pray for myself. Lord, today I need the strength to do what you've called me to do because I feel very weak. And um, that's how, you know, this dear widow is going to feel. She's going to feel very weak and just pray for her that way. Lord, give her the courage to do today what she knows to do. Help her to find some real comfort in your word and just grab onto it and never let it go and for their children. Lord, just give the children peace. Help them to know that their sacrifice is not in vain in the Lord and um, raise them up to be mighty warriors for you and to have the courage that their dear dad had. That's how I tend to pray is whatever's going on with me today or this week. um, People are people. Yeah. And we all have the same issues and the same problems and the same whatever. And that's that's kind of how I tend to pray for people. And also, I want to encourage them with that Bible word. It's really helped me uh, a lot. As Jesus said, we cannot love our uh, people more than him, like who love his daughter or his mm-hmm. son, and his hu- mm-hmm. their husband or wife or mom and dad. They are not worthy to me, he said. Oh, people don't want to hear that today, do they? Because <laughs> we've made our families our our yeah. idols, and you know we're going to do whatever it yeah. takes to make our family great. And 
Those are good yeah. words. Um, but even that, like uh, the truth, sometimes like a slap in our face, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But still, it wake up me from mm-hmm. the dead sleeping, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make me free, as he said. Like mm-hmm. you, you're gonna know the truth, and truth make you mm-hmm. free. Amen. For the freedom, it's worthy to suffer with the truth. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and I told my daughter even when she was struggling and questioning and blaming God and me. I told her he is belong to Jesus, mm-hmm. and you, uh, he didn't love you more than Jesus, and you should not love him more than Christ mm-hmm. also. Wow. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's a challenging yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah. but faith true. Faith to faith, right? And I didn't write that uh, word. Jesus yes. said yeah. that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The scripture is what we stand on, isn't it? Yes. How do we pray? How do our listeners pray for your families? Because— your children still have challenges, Shamsa. You've talked about that. Yeah. How can we pray for you and for your families in in the season that you're in right now? I need his fresh uh, strength to continue in his um, job, mm-hmm. and but not a job colleague. I don't want to become job colleague, you know. But I want to be like still in love with him and doing this right. for love. You, know? you don't want to just work for him. You want yes, to yeah. love. I don't want to do something. As the son, do you remember in the Bible, who asked for his heritage and he yes, gone? the but prodigal son. The prodigal son. But the other son, he was miserable too because he was working but not have loveship with Christ, you know, mm. with the dad. I don't want to become like the son too, you know. Yeah. So good. Yeah, all those things. I I just wish people would pray that we'll know where to turn when we do have issues in our family. Because every family has issues oh, yeah. with uh, health and, I don't know, mental health, whatever. Yeah. Education. Whatever all, it all is. Stuff, we yeah. all, we're all the same and we all carry these heavy burdens. But I want my kids to know where to turn when they have whatever issue pops up on whatever day, they turn to the Lord and they cast their burdens on him. And they uh, listen to the wise words of, of Scripture and the counsel that God's given us. And that's what I want is for us to follow closely to the Lord and look to his word for our answers and, and his peace. Uh, not, not just his word. We want to look to him, mm-hmm. right? We, we want to... Look to the Lord. Gracia, Shemsa, I always love to hang out with you and and have the chance to fellowship together. Uh, I love it that we've had this conversation and and even just watching you guys interact and listening to your conversation with each other. I hope that's a blessing and an encouragement to our listeners. Thank you for being our guest this week. You're welcome. I was so glad to be here with my dear sister. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted.